Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode. This one, we're going to talk about how to ask for a raise and specifically a strategy. There's kind of three parts to the strategy that all sort of build on one another. So as you go through this, one thing I want you to keep in mind is you know, if you hear one thing and it sort of sticks out to you and you're like, oh yeah, that I, I should do that. Don't just stop there. Go on to the next thing because when you put all three of these things together, that's when it really becomes very effective in terms of asking for a raise. So the first thing here to keep in mind is that you shouldn't actually ask for a raise. You should demand it. Now that doesn't mean demand it in terms of your tone, but demand it in terms of the way that the the company or your boss is going to feel when you ask. So you're still going to ask in terms of your tone, but the way the pressure that's being put on them, it's going to sort of feel like uh, you're demanding it. And Really, the the start of how you do that is becoming what's called a linchpin. Now, that term in this context comes from a book written by Seth Godin called Linchpin. And the idea there is that you become an indispensable part of the company so they can't get rid of you because you're involved in literally everything. And you do things that nobody else can or will. And over time, they start to see you as what makes the company uh, run. So that when you go in then and ask for a raise... They've seen everything that you're doing it and they're kind of expecting it and they almost feel like they can't say no because you're so important to the company. Now, the pro so that's the idea. The pro tip here is have this mindset when you first start working at any company. Start looking for the jobs that no one else wants to do or can do and they're going to be out there. There, there's always jobs in a company that other people are sort of avoiding or they're not doing very well or they will happily give up to someone else because they don't want to do them. So look for those things and start taking those things on. And the more you can sort of, to use an analogy, think of it like an octopus, you can, the more you can get your tentacles into every part of the business, the more of a linchpin you become because if they tried to get rid of you, they would literally be tearing someone out of, you know, all the different parts of their business that, that make things run. And it becomes very, very painful for them to do that. So that's, that's sort of the strategy that, that, that you want to, uh, you want to be going for. And again, you start by just looking for the jobs that other people don't want to do and, and they will be there. Now, sort of the pro pro tip here is focus specifically on things that are are oriented towards the the money making part of the business. So every business is going to have sort of a part of it that is directly involved in how it makes money and then you're going to have sort of support and maintenance and all these other parts of the business that don't necessarily directly make the company money. They're more viewed as liabilities from on the balance sheet. What you want to do is you want to orient orient towards the money-making parts of the business. The more you can get your tentacles in there, then it's going to be even harder to get rid of you because the, the, the boss or the CEO or whoever can look at you and see getting rid of you would actually literally be taking money out of their pocket. Again, you have to do a good job. You have to perform all of those sort of standard things, right? Those all apply, but that's sort of the common stuff. This is a This is about a strategy of how you actually... Uh, go in and make it so that when you ask for a raise, like they can't say no, they, because what are they going to do? If you leave, like the business is going to fall apart. That's kind of how you want them to see it. And by getting your tentacles in there and specifically towards the money making parts of the business, that's how you can do that. So that's sort of the first part of this, but that's not the only thing. Now, real quick, before I move on to the next one, of course, as a developer, 
the way that you make yourself indispensable is through your skill set, your ability to develop and build things. So that's what it comes down to as a developer. And one good way that you can learn the skills to be able to do that is my coding curriculum over on Skillshare because you can get access to it and learn what you need to for nothing. So starting with more basic things like standard HTML and CSS to more advanced things like CSS grid and CSS transitions, HTML5, AJAX requests, object-oriented programming, you know, a cryptographically secure login script if you want to go super, super advanced. It's all in there and it's going to help you to develop those skills to make yourself indispensable as a developer. And as I said, you can get access to it for nothing. So the link to learn more about that and get the link for free access is at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. All right, so the next thing then is leverage. Now, the big thing to, to understand here is, or the big insight is, Realize that your boss does not care about your goals. I don't care what they say. I don't care how cool of a boss they are. Maybe there's that one out there. But when it comes to this kind of thing and, and asking for a raise, they don't care about your goals. They care about their own. And you always have to sort of keep that in mind. And so the thing is, is when you're going to ask for a raise, the reason why you're doing it is critical. And what a lot of people do is they make the mistake of going to their boss sort of as if they're asking their boss for a favor. Hey, do me a favor. You know, I'm, I, I think I've done a good job and I want to, you know, I want to go buy this boat or, or, you know, I, uh, I want to get a new house or I want to do, they talk about their goals and don't realize that the boss really doesn't care about your goals and that you shouldn't position as uh, them doing a favor for you. That's going to get a no almost every time. And even if it does, they're going to feel like they did you a favor. So then the next time they're gonna be like, no, I did you a favor last time, etc. You want to be able to, to sort of constantly go back and do this. So don't position it that way. Instead position is you doing them a favor. And the, the way that you do that is you have leverage. And the, the way that you have leverage is first off, being a linchpin, that gives you leverage. Second off is you having another offer. And so the way that you're doing them a favor is giving them the opportunity to counter. And this aligns with the boss's goals, right? They don't, if, if you're a linchpin in the company, they don't want you to leave. And so if now you have an offer from a competitor, they don't want to lose you. And they especially don't want to lose you to a direct competitor of theirs. So when you go in to ask for a raise, you really want to go in with a credible offer from another company. And I'll just quick aside on this. This is one of the things my little brother, you know, he moved from around 40,000 as a, a junior level developer to up into six figures. You know, I told the story of how I watched him turn down 180,000 because it wasn't enough. Like that's what we're talking about in terms of the range. And he did that in about two to three years. One of the things that he did that was very smart and, and sort of where this comes from is he would, he never asked for a raise unless he had a credible offer from another company. And when he did have a credible offer, then it, when he went in and asked for a raise, it, it was, you know, the, it was sort of a given because they didn't want to lose him. Now, again, he was indispensable. He was a linchpin. He did all that part of it. So that's why he was getting these offers. But when he went to ask for raises, he always had leverage. So always have leverage when you go in to ask for a raise. Now, the way that you do that to always have a credible offer is always be applying at other positions. I, I tell people this constantly, 
I tell my wife this quite a bit, to be honest with you, is whenever you get a job, that's not the end. That's the beginning, right? If you want to move up in a company, you have to understand the game at play and you have to understand that the labor market is a market. So it's a competition. Your labor, companies are competing for with each other for your labor. And if your labor is indispensable, invaluable, you're a linchpin, then they're going to compete hard for you. So make them compete. And so always be putting yourself out there and applying, not because you're going to take these jobs, but so that if you do want to ask for a raise, you have a credible offer because you've been applying. So you have a credible offer you can go with. And so you know your market value. You know what other companies are willing to pay you. So now when you go to your boss and ask for a raise, you can say, look, I know I'm worth this because this company and this company and this company have all given me offers to come work for them at that. So... Uh, you can't really say that I'm not worth that because I have these offers from these other companies. Okay. So you always want to have that leverage. Now, again, I, be careful with tone. I'm not recommending that you go in there with a negative controversial, you know, type of tone and, and try to be adversarial with them. That's not what I'm recommending. I'm just saying you want to have these things in place so that when you go in, it creates this pressure without you really having to say it. And again, the way that you do this in, in this sense is always be applying. All right. The last thing then is to be reasonable. <laughs> so the one thing you have to understand is it's not just about what you're worth. A lot of people think in terms of this, this is what I deserve. This is what I'm worth, etc. It's not always about what you're worth. It's about what the company can pay you. You might be worth X number of dollars or whatever, but a company based on how it is structured may not, they just may not be able to to pay you that amount, right? Like I used to work at a uh, pizza restaurant and I cooked chicken. Now, I may have felt like I deserved $40 an hour, but even if I did, that company just, there's n that, that's not there. They're never going to pay anybody no matter how good $40 an hour, right? So you have to understand your company and you have to understand what they're able to pay. So realize that they have limits on what they can pay and know what those limits are before you go in and ask for don't ask for something they can't give you right that that's a huge one don't go in there asking for a number that they literally can't give you and it's it, you know this is sort of in the context of if you like working for the company and want to stay working with that company then go in there and approach them with an offer tell them i have a credible offer for you know let's just say 120,000 from XYZ company now i know you can't match that but what can you do? You know, can you do a hundred or 110? Can you get close? Because if you can, I'd rather stay here and keep working with you guys. I like working here. I love this company. I don't really want to change. Um, but it's pretty, it's getting pretty hard for me to say no to these others offers that I'm getting. When you take that approach and, and come in with that mentality, then it's going to be a lot more of a back and forth sort of reasonable discussion, not confrontational, not adversarial. Uh, and you're sort of working together to, to get to the right number. But again, ask them for something they can actually say yes to, unless you don't want to work at that company anymore, then just leave and go work for the other person who's going to pay you more. Um, but again, so the, the, the pro tip here is know the right number before you go in, right? So do a little bit of research and sort of figure out, you know, what, what the value, what value are to that company, what they can kind of pay, you know, you're going to maybe have to, to ask 
people some uncomfortable questions or whatever, but try to have some sense of what the right number is before you go in so that you're not asking them for something that they just can't say yes to and you come across as uh, very unreasonable or go in and when you ask sort of work towards what that number is like I've got this credible offer for 120 I don't know if that's something that you guys are even going to be able to come close to matching right and 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 just sort of go back and forth with them in that sense but again always have always have that leverage going in and then be reasonable and know the right number and and give them something they can say yes to. So those are sort of my thoughts on asking for a raise in particular as a developer. Uh, Again, I think if you take this approach as opposed to just the going in, like a lot of people go in either sort of sheepish and say, hey, can I get a raise? Or they go in really like bullheaded and say, I deserve a raise. I think if you go in and understand you know, what your your boss is thinking, what the company is thinking, what's going to actually work to put pressure on them in a way that doesn't necessarily come across as adversarial or confrontational or, or sheepish, right? And, and you're disp- indispensable part of the company, they're going to be in a lot better position to actually be able to get that raise. So anyway, that's my thoughts on asking for a raise. All right, if you like that, I'd appreciate if you'd support the show. You can do so over on Patreon. There you get access to all my official and unofficial courses, tutorials, source code, basically everything that I've uh, ever released up to this point. It's kind of my brain dump. Uh, that's all over there. Again, you can learn about those perks over at johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. You can get access to all my official courses, plus 21,000 others over at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. That's no cost access, again, to all my official courses. You get access to all the source code, downloads, all of that stuff for my courses and twenty-one, all 21,000 or whatever is over there uh, as well. So again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Finally, you can get some sample lessons from my official courses at johnsfreetoots.com. All right, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.